Not even with stuff outside of us, with, with each other. Right. Um, what do you want to talk about, Mike? Yeah, Mike. Throw something. What do you, what do you think, buddy? No. <laughs> oh, Mike. Come on. <laughs> he peed Neither were we. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, we're completely unprepared. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, we're, 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 we can wing this. Let's talk about a little about what we've got going on, especially this month. That's, we could talk about that for like the next six episodes. Right. But. Um, where so you, where to start? Current, so let's start with axe throwing. Okay. Axe okay. throwing. Currently we are transplanting our Bixby location into a midtown Tulsa location. Yes. yes. So we, and I'm excited about that. We have what? Four days left. I to, have worked my ass you, off mean, getting that place ready. Big time. It's crazy. I, I looked over my shoulder to make sure my brother wasn't here because <laughs> he probably <laughs> jump kicked both of us. Um, Shout out Larry, actually. He's been yes. a fucking boss. He's uh, So the Midtown location, I was talking to my mom about this today. Larry's our partner, for those of you that where am I and looking? And his brother. Don't, and my brother. I, he's, we're probably 85% built out in this new location. And except for maybe two hours where I helped him one day, he is pretty much not moving stuff. We've had a lot of people moving stuff in there but actually building out he's done everything except for like two hours of work with one other person no that's awesome so if i'm him at this point i'm just gonna be like stay the fuck <laughs> out of here i'll finish this i think he actually told bailey that he did <laughs> he like, did she said what can i do to help and he said don't touch anything <laughs> do not touch it <laughs> so um which we have we've got a great team that have helped a lot as far as breaking down cleaning up and painting uh, the old location to get yep. it into absolutely to turn it back over to the landlord. And I, I'm really excited about this location as far as uh, for axe throwing. And I think for kind of the future in which we're taking our axe throwing, I'm not saying we're taking the entire segment of axe throwing in a direction yet, but the direction we are taking our axe throwing is this, this little boutique style um, arena and, I don't know, for anybody that happens to be watching or listening to this, if you've been axe throwing, um, kind of the norm seems to be these big warehouse type places. And, and we've really been focusing lately on little more intimate, mm -hmm. smaller venues with maybe six targets. Um, we just took one over in Claremore that has four targets. Right. Um, so it's going to be a, a lot more intimate experience. Um, but from a pure business standpoint, the overhead's gonna be lower, um, the cost of startups a lot less, and uh, your turnaround time back to black should be Especially right now with faster. building materials being so oh, expensive. Yeah. But I think it was, it was chance that uh, maybe told you and then you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Most of your money is made on a minimum amount of lanes, say, say four, sure, let's call sure. it four lanes. Because even if you do have 10 lanes that, you know, the the short time that you have 10 lanes completely full, which is a, probably a Friday and a Saturday night, you also have four lanes full. So the vast, vast, vast majority of time, you're going to be doing four lanes of business. Right. Yeah. There's only, uh, at least here from what we've seen and, and, you know, the original Gotwood location is going on four years, which is 
a long time in this industry. But what we've seen is it kind of worked out to about 40% of your targets make a majority of your money. You only really need those other targets maybe eight hours of the week, you know, your Friday, Saturday evenings. um, And then you're doing other things like mobile events and corporate events during the week and stuff where um, to supplement that. But going back to that, that boutique style, I, I think for us, it's kind of going to be kind of the wave of the future, finding mid-level sectors instead of major cities. Because at this point in that game, every major city has two, three, yep. four, seven, 14 axe-throwing places. Right. Um, but now finding a way to service those outlying areas that are, are a little removed from a major metropolis um, – I think for us will be kind of the next step. Absolutely. We're already doing that. I mean, right, we're, we're right. taking Absolutely. that step. Right. Um, and in addition, you, a couple of things you can do with it, like our Midtown location, I think it's going to have a little bit more of a, a cool vibe to it. We're getting more with the, the, the additional pieces outside of just the throwing, which is the, the bread and butter, of course. And, sure, and we sure. want to spread that culture out um, everywhere we go. But adding more games, adding more things for the kids to do, adding, you know, pinball. We're really looking forward to get some pinball in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I agree, and I'm excited about that because for all the reasons you mentioned, but, but, you know, smaller footprint, smaller overhead, all of that, I think we have an opportunity to kind of open something else. Uh, you, you, well, because of that, you get to um, – you're able to go into areas that maybe are already hot areas or – have a cool vibe going on like our midtown location right now sure that's one of the the biggest things one of the big reasons i'm excited is there's not a weekend that goes by that there's not some fairly large event going on if not Mm -hmm. weekly Mm -hmm. um so i'm pretty excited about it i I think it it has the opportunity the potential to to bust pretty wide open pretty quickly yeah and then we've got the sand springs oklahoma location coming online this week actually Shout out Sand Springs because that community, that town has jumped in with us. Absolutely. It's crazy. Absolutely. I've, in my experience of doing this, I've never seen a community really wrap their arms around it early on as as much as the Sand Springs community has. And then shout out to other Brad uh, for everything he's done there. Uh, He's really taken ownership of this. 100%. and, Mm -hmm. And really ran with it. And again, he's done... 90% 90% of yep. the work there, getting yep. it ready, um, uh, and it's looking great. Uh, going back to kind of the startup and the overhead of that one, um, we had a really good deal with the city right. of Sand Springs. They worked really well with us getting us into this property and, and all of that. But with uh, building materials, the cost being so high, we've, we've really, I say we, Brad especially, has done really good job of repurposing a lot of stuff, yeah, uh, yes. finding, uh, building materials, uh, from other sources other than your traditional sources of, yep. you know, the, the big box stores, um, and being really creative with that, but also making still a sturdy and safe environment for less than what you would pay full retail right now and, for. So, and very cool. And it is a little bit different because we just stated, you know, we're going smaller footprint. Well, this one's 4,000 square feet. Yeah. It just happened that the city had that building. Sure, and sure. And it, it's it, 
literally perfect storm. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty excited about that one too, which grand opening is Friday, soft open Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, actually just on the way over here was on the phone with our games guy, um, that tried yeah. to go back and say, we wouldn't have anything until Saturday yeah, you said that, that didn't work out. So, uh, Wednesday morning, we're getting our stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And that's great too. That's the first, uh, one that I've been directly involved in, uh, that's got billiards and, mm-hmm. and some other stuff too. So I am excited about that. Now there are plenty of ax houses around the country that sure. have a lot more amenities, but as far as what we do, um, around here with those smaller footprints, you know, this one, uh, being able to have air hockey and, and billiards and some arcade style games and pinball and stuff. That's, that's pretty exciting for us. Absolutely. I, and I don't know, a and I'm not sure about, do they have, Last time I went and visited Jeff and Jessica, they did not have any kind of games. They had actually just gotten their beer and wine license okay. to start serving beer and wine. But um, games, no, they they have room, um, and they could definitely expand into hmm. that. But they, they had went to kind of uh, in their back kind of a private kind of area like we're doing with the one in Sand Springs, mm-hmm. the, the private party area with yep. two targets that you could reserve. Stadium and have, room. Yeah, the stadium room, exactly. So, uh, yeah, the future there looks really cool. I'm excited about that. And then uh, go out to Playermore, which will be the smallest of our boutique-style footprints. But um, it's also really exciting there, too. Uh, That great location. The location's awesome. It's right by a a small college out there. And, again, the community seems ripe to kind of want to embrace something. They don't have a lot to do without having to come into – Tulsa. Um. So the other thing, as you were mentioning that, you know, kind of going, not necessarily rural. I mean, it definitely is, but going to these smaller markets mm-hmm. and Claremore is a much, much smaller market. Sure. You're going to be the only show in town probably, mm-hmm. um, hopefully for some time. So I, I think, you know, anytime you can do that versus fighting for potentially the same demographic with competitors or with yourself, which we've done yeah. that as well. I think it's going to be a leg up. And I, not I, even I, really direct competitors, but I'm talking just for entertainment dollar. Mm-hmm. That's been a struggle uh, for a lot of, lot of businesses uh, since, you know, COVID kind of came into our lives a year and a half ago. People are a lot more sensitive of where their money is going and they have to be rightfully so, but entertainment dollar is something we're fighting for, but you're not seeing a a huge rush back to the movie theaters. Like I thought you would, um, I'm a huge movie guy and Mm -hmm. and it killed me to not be able to go into a theater, but I haven't been since they've reopened. Right. So clearly it didn't, it didn't kill me that bad, you know? Um, so where are those entertainment dollars going? But how much is that a, not to, to detract here, but because me, I'm, I'm the same, I'm a, I'm a movie guy. Um, I've been to one since they reopened. Uh, but is that more because of everything that we have going on? And like, there's a lot of things that I used to do quite a bit and I just, I, I've had to drop it. I mean, there's, sure. there's, you know, from there you choose between your hobby and, you know, fun stuff and like family time and all that kind of stuff. So, Oh yeah. A lot of that. Yes. But movies always kind of seem to be the one thing that I made at least, you know, three hours time for sure. a, a week. Um, you know, my wife and kids and I, we got to where we were seeing at least probably one movie a week and 
that was for me was a tradition that started way back in in college with right. me and my buddies in in Tahlequah I used to go out to the drive-in theater on Tuesdays and and watch a movie and that carried on through adult and when our children were small together and it just kind of carried on so um the <laughs> little trip down nostalgia yeah. lane memory lane there but uh fighting for the fighting for the dollar yeah the right. dollar the entertainment dollar um you know i think you're seeing breweries um restaurants even still trying to to fight back from from the covid so definitely um, and and we're all facing some of the same challenges there too specifically restaurants are getting hit with no one not finding people to work oh and that's a that's a big struggle right now sure. you know um i i feel like we've been pretty lucky um with the you know this area and, and being able to keep everything staffed pretty well and and part of that is because of overstaffing early on so sure. now which was by design sure um and definitely a hard thing to do right is overstaff on purpose in a slow time because you're preparing for the future and and you want to keep people on staff right good people on staff and and knowing that hopefully when things turned around you'd be in a better position to expand and grow because you had those yep. people but it's definitely a struggle on on payroll to to keep those people around so and from a business aspect payroll is generally not not all industries but payroll is generally one of your top expenses for us it definitely is yeah, yeah. definitely yeah uh so yeah those struggles um but in these communities that we're finding i think people need are wanting something to do that doesn't break the bank but it's a little out of the norm and mm -hmm. ultimately it's just fun and a temporary relief of the day-to-day -day struggles and stress, right? We hear that all the time in our industry. This was just going to turn into an axoing podcast apparently, but in our industry, we hear a, lo a lot. This is therapy. You know, mm -hmm. we get a lot stress of relief. stress relief. Yeah. We get a lot of, um, high stress industries, nursing, teaching, first responders, and just people that are just generally uptight in their day-to-day come in and once they do it, they find out that they're leaving and their shoulders are a little less tense. They might be sore, mm -hmm. but they're a little less tense and, and, um, you know, they're, they're a lot less uptight because it is a stress relief, uh, but it's also fun and can be entertaining and all the things we fell in love with it for. Yep. Uh, so the future for that, I think is really exciting. Um, I'm also personally really excited to be able to um, kind of jump back into once we kind of hopefully settle these things down because we've got three locations coming online within a matter of weeks of each other so right. it's it's especially for you because I left right in the middle of it on vacation thank you for that <laughs> uh, thank Kari for that because uh, I was telling Mike before uh, you got here that it was horrible timing but I'm glad I did it and there's no way I couldn't have without divorce or getting murdered because yeah. she had had this planned a long time. She doesn't get to see her family that often. So I, I'm glad I was stepped away for two weeks. It was hard and I wasn't completely removed, but I was definitely the most removed from the business that I had been sure. in, in, well, since we opened and, and it was nice, uh, but coming back and stepping back into it, it's also almost overwhelming. You don't know where to focus right away. You're just like, yep. I don't know. Um, but I am looking forward to getting all those things kind of settled down. And then I want to throw a little 
bit of ourselves into the other things besides axe throwing that mm-hmm. we've got going. Um, the Morningwood Coffee brand, I'm still really excited about, and I, I want to see where that goes and where we expand into that. And working uh, through a couple of things we've done with Morningwood to try to further get the name out there mm-hmm. uh, with Jesse in particular from yes. Throve. Um, so I, I think there's definitely um, growth, and you go on with the other oh, That and then uh, Toro Knives. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had a little bit of a setback there as far as uh, production and, and figuring that out, but we're ironing that out, and, and we're real close to um, having a streamlined process to where we can meet demand um, in a lot more timely manner, yeah. but still provide the all-made-in-USA product that we're kind of priding ourselves on right now. Um, so I'm really looking forward to those two in- endeavors, and then you know, the, the ideas that are still rolling around in the back of our brains, uh, having yep. a little, maybe more time and freedom here in, in the near future to kind of expand into those too, uh, is exciting. I think for, what'd you call me a serial entrepreneur yeah. for serial entrepreneurs and, and small business owners. Um, I don't know that that ever really goes away and I don't know that I'd really want it to. Um, I like thinking of of things and ideas and a lot of times it's innovation within your sector but a lot of times it's also just new and completely random i think it helps keep that edge too absolutely absolutely that if you just stop thinking and and i i am guilty of doing this a lot and that's just getting down in the weeds and all you're you're spending all day for weeks just getting things done. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why here's the one tip, the one real tip from today I'll throw out there is as soon as you can afford to bring someone in to do some of those things. And we both do this sure. on, on way different levels, but on multiple levels, um, do that because that frees you up to do what you're meant to do. That frees you up to do what you're more talented in. And we've talked about this mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. in past mm-hmm. ep- episodes, but if you can do it, and maybe even right on the edge of if you, maybe you can't, it will usually pay off. Um, if you have the passion, you're going to go get it. Bring someone in that can handle some of the, and they don't have to be mundane tasks, but some of the things that, number one, you're not passionate about. Maybe you're not that good sure. at no, them. Sure. No, it goes right? all back to the things that you hear all these, these famous influencers and, and people say, you know, triple down on your strengths mm-hmm. and surround yourself with good people that kind of maybe pick up those pieces. And we've touched on that before too. Um, But as far as the creative process goes, I I like that. And and I've said this to you before, and you've heard me say it a million times, but if it's an idea in your brain that you can't shake, I feel I owe it to myself to explore that more, one way or the other. Because I'll have a million and I'll think about them for sometimes a day, a good solid day. You have an idea and then you wake up the next morning and you don't even really remember what you were thinking about. So I let those kind of go by the wayside. But those ones that are just constantly there nagging at the back of your brain, just like, you know, what if this, what if that, what if this? Those are the ones that I I get really excited about trying to explore. And we've got a couple, a couple that we've been talking about for couple of years um, that I really want to kind of push forward one way or the other and see what happens. But um, then there's a couple others, you know, 
um, that we've talked about just on this podcast that have mm-hmm. come up and they've got really excited about. So uh, looking forward to seeing where all that stuff goes yeah. to. And, and that kind of is another reason to, you know, it's really hard. What we've done in the last few months or yeah, few months is put some people within our organizations into roles to really thrive. They can, they can run with it. And you know, if, if they make it through there and they're successful, they're, you know, they're probably going to be lifers and that enables us to jump into the other things. We will not be able to get to some of the things that we're talking about um, that are kind of on the back burner right now that he mentioned that we've been talking about for quite some time without people to take over some of the roles and, and we have to hand some of them off. Absolutely. We'll just never get there. Otherwise. Absolutely. And that's, that's kind of a struggle too, right? With any, any small business owner, especially if you create something yep. uh, your own from nothing and, and you kind of build it into something that's pretty cool. And then hard to let go of anything. Yeah. It's hard to let go, but at the same time, it's also hard to really trust, right? Trust those people. But when you find those people, if you are willing to kind of step back a little mm-hmm. bit, it allows you to, to free up and explore those other avenues. But at the same time, you don't want it to lose that essence that made it, right? you know, what which it is was, difficult. which is very, very difficult. Uh, so, well, and uh, then one of the biggest things in that is, okay, now you've decided you can trust someone, you trust them. Well, they do it differently than you. Yeah. Man, that's so hard and to not micromanage that process. Like, right. The, the best thing, tip number two, give people goals. Say, hey, mm-hmm. this is how we've done it. But here's the thing. As long as this is done by this time and, and, and this is the, the outcome, right? cool. Yeah. And that's tough, too. Because so Dr., like, Dr. Dan said to me a lot was trust but verify. Mm-hmm you know, empower people to make some decisions, but you also kind of have to be there to kind of make sure they're staying a little grounded and within means. And, and I mean, I'm, uh, I'll name names. I'm going to throw cash right out there. Cash is going to be that for us. I think, right. Um, cash, if you guys don't know cash, he's been in the AXO and industry a long time for a young man. I think he's 25, 26 years old. He's been doing axoing even longer than I have. Um, and he's got a lot of great ideas and he's got, uh, an entrepreneurial mind and he definitely wants to own his own businesses, but we're going to kind of give him Claremore to kind of be his vehicle right. while it's still under our, our name and our brand. It's going to kind of be his to explore and run and try ideas. But at the same time, like we told him, it's going to have to be within reason too. It's not a blank check to just right. go nuts. But it is going to be a time for him to explore himself and, and see where he shines. And then we'll be there to, to kind of steer him in directions that our experience in other parts of the industry um, will, will guide him. So um, well, I think, you know, that. like you're saying, give the parameters, right? Mm-hmm. Do feel free to, to try new things, do some things like take ownership. That's sure, really what sure. you want that person to do is, and I, 100% he will. But you want that person to take ownership and treat it like their baby. Think of it as their own. Mm-hmm. Um, because a person like that, that's their goal, like you mentioned. And w- what better training ground? I mean, sure. what an opportunity for him. Kind I mean, of the we same, him, but. The same thing uh, that happened to Miguel. And if you're listening or watching this podcast and you don't know who Miguel is in axe throwing, then I don't know where you've been. But 
I saw early, early on the potential in Miguel and then just his, his drive and, and ambition. Mm-hmm. And then especially once he fell in love with the sport, sure. his commitment to the sport and then to the people and the community and everything. So you got to kind of let them be them, but at the same time be there to kind of steer them and rein them in sometimes mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. And I find myself now saying to Miguel the stuff that Dr. Dan said to me three, four years ago, you know, we opened up Gotwood One in late 2017, and by February of 2018, I'm like, where's the second one going? And Dr. Dan's like, oh, whoa, slow down, you know, calm down. You got you to gotta kind of figure this one out first and make right. sure it's a well-oiled machine uh, because he's been there and seen it in, in his businesses that people grow too fast and they lose control of everything. Yep. Uh, so... You know, it was a good 18 months in to Gotwood One before I even started thinking about second locations. A good two years before we jumped into Stillwater. And then it seemed like after that, just kind of started to snowball. But that comes with what you were saying is find somebody to kind of take over your day-to-day. And that, for me, that somebody was Miguel. He was Mm -hmm. the reason I was able to to kind of let go of the day-to-day of got wood and, and ax throwing as a sport and recreation because he he was up to the task of, of keeping our customer service to a level, even in, in some aspects, elevating it, you know, by bringing his own personality and mm-hmm. into it. And if I would have never trusted him with that, it may have never even happened. Right. He could have either gotten disgruntled and gone somewhere else or, you know, just given up on the sport altogether. But I did kind of give him free reign as far as that aspect of it goes but i i every day had to to rein him in on on other things and and he'll tell you that too if you talk to him you know i always i would come in in the morning and i would put my hands on his shoulders and say hey this isn't personal this is business but you got to do this 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 and this and he's like you're right you're right and and he would kind of refocus and you're right poppy yep you're right poppy and and now he's he's telling me you know like when you're growing up and you go, ah, starting to sound like my dad, you know, he's telling me those same Same. stories. Like I hear myself saying the stuff to my employees that you told me two and a half years ago. So that's kind of cool to watch that evolution. Mm -hmm. And if you have enough trust in yourself, your system, and then you empower your people to do that and kind of let them grow and shine, that's really exciting. So, um, all goes back to being excited about the future and the growth and, and everything still scary. But I think the moment you stop being scared too is you should be a little worried. Yeah, um, something's gonna catch up to being you. Being cautious you happen. Uh, is is a fine line too, right? Um, and I think we probably talked about that in some of our earlier episodes too. Like my dad, love him to death. Um, he was a company man, worked for the same company thirty years. And then when there were changes at the top of that company, he was laid off, and all of a sudden. He's sitting there now as a 60-year-old man that had done the same, worked for the same company, worked his way up within that mm-hmm. company from very bottom level to general manager. Um, so he had gone far in those 30 years, but now he's sitting there without a job at a company that he'd literally given his an entire adult life to. Right. And it happened to be at the same exact time that 
we had gotten the shop here in Jinx and as Beard and Blade and and I was kind of trying to explore um, myself as a small business owner mm-hmm. and and uh, I said, hey, you know, why not use the talents you have and let's go into business together and. And I tried to convince him, and he's just not that person, you know. Right. He he's not that risk taker. He likes the the steady paycheck every two weeks. You contribute to his four hundred one k. You know, has his benefits. Nothing wrong with that. that, man. No, there is nothing wrong with right. that. But an entrepreneurial mindset, I think, is different. Uh, you're you're willing to step past those lines a lot more often, and that's always been kind of my mindset. And Plenty of times I stepped off into sharp rocks and shallow water, but there's uh, freedom in that. There's so much freedom in that. There is. There really is. But it's scary. I mean, you, you just said this. It's it's that is, that freedom is is amazing, and that's why we do it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's stress that comes with that. Whereas I was I was my whole plan was to stay within the same company for my entire career. Once I got out of school, and and I'd actually I'd spent eight years with Walmart. Um, and distribution centers and worked my way up there. Biggest corporate as you can get. Right. right. That, that's the, yeah. yeah. So, and then after that, within marketing, I, I wanted to do the same thing and started building my way. So I, I really enjoyed that, that corporate side. But I will say this, if you've got that piece of entrepreneurial spirit in you and it gets tickled just a little bit, it is really hard to go back. I, I can't see, I mean, you would do what you would have to do for sure. your family, but wow, that would be so hard to jump back into a corporate lifestyle. And I mean, it would have to be very much worth it, but I don't think I could, I could ever do it. I really don't. And for me, it goes back to what you just said, the word lifestyle. Lifestyle is a lot more important than money to me. And I don't say, I, I don't mean lifestyle like it's cushion and, and you know, you fluff off responsibility and all that. It's completely the opposite almost. I mean, you work a lot more when you work for yourself than you do a nine to five, but it's just that, that, that freedom in the stress. And that sounds weird, but it's a different kind of stress. It's a stress that you put on yourself yep. because you know, your obligations and you know, your time frame. It's like, it's up to you to, to make those fit, right? If you're two weeks out and you know, you know, rent's coming due and all that, you got to hustle your ass off to get mm-hmm. those dollars or you're going to fail. So it's stress, but it's a freedom in that stress because it's all on you. Yep. And, and some people like that and some people don't, um, nothing wrong with it either way. It's right. just people are, are set up different. And I knew early on, you know, um, I had marketing classes in college. Built different. <laughs> Built different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had marketing classes in college, and I knew, and even even from those early days at 18, 19 years old, we had projects in marketing class that I turned into to real companies and never really had any real success with them, but a couple of them had like little flashes there were enough to go, huh, hey, this, this could be something, right. you know? Um, and then you, you know, I actually fell into a corporate job and I would say not Walmart corporate by any means. It was still a, a privately owned company, but mm-hmm. they had a couple thousand employees with seven or eight different departments, so vice sizable. presidents and yeah. you know, all that. And I spent five years there ended up getting fired 
Um, but I knew right then I was like, this is, I am not set up for that. I'm yep. not set up for that, that 8 a.m. 8 a.m. morning meeting to talk about the same stuff you already know. And if you don't, then why are you hell in this position? You right. know, it's just like all that stuff I'm not set up for. And I knew then. So once I kind of bounced from there and started my own company within that sector, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's when the tattoos started getting lower under the sleeves. Cause I knew at that point I would probably never go back right. regardless of what that meant. You know, if, if my company tanked, I would just try to do something else, you know, for myself. And, and that freedom kind of meant a lot to me. And now at more than seven years old, I, I <coughs> what <laughs> I could never see myself going back to that style of working for somebody. You're always working for somebody, sure. right? I, I have bosses, even though I'm, I'm my mm-hmm. own boss, you know, my boss is, is my, my customer base, my mm-hmm. clientele, you know, but as far as a, a corporate structure, I, I don't think I could ever do that. And, um, and I'm not putting you down if, if that's what you do. My parents yeah. are that way. I love them to death. They're just, they're not wired that way. Right. And that's what it, that's what it really comes sure. down to is, is have you experienced it? Did, I mean, it's, it's just too scary for some as well. And it's, it's a discomfort. It can turn into a discomfort sure. and just the same way that for like us, the discomfort would come in exactly all the, the kind of the cons that you just mentioned of corporate life. Sure. Just it, pushing yourself, you know, as a, a square peg into a round hole. Right. Where, doesn't work for me, but somebody like my mom, she can excel in that situation. Yep. She's a, an, an awesome, what I would call number two or number three within a company. And she's retired now, but you know, she worked her whole life for bigger corporations, Paramount at one point, you mm-hmm. know, doing the books uh, within mm-hmm. Simon properties and all these big companies. And, and she liked that she, and you can have great success within that structure Absolutely. too, you know, mm-hmm. climbing the, the ladder and, and, and bringing your own individual twist to those tasks. But at the end of the day, it could come down to you're sitting in a situation like my dad, where you've, you literally gave 30 years of your life to a company and within a 15 minute lunch break, you're out on your ass yep. because you don't meet a certain criteria anymore or whatever the case may be. That to me feels weird. And maybe when we're all dead and buried at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything, yeah. but that time getting there, I've always said I would much rather be, old and and looking back on my life and going, well, I tried, you know, rather than even being more successful and going, I wonder what if I would much rather be at the end of my journey, less successful, but happy in my, my failures than miserable in perceived success. Um, and that's just, no, I love it. I love it. So what's uh, shift gears a little bit? All right, what, we got a little deep there. Sorry, Mike. What? No, not at all. Sorry, Mike. Mike. <laughs> Mike. It's okay, Mike. 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 <laughs> Mike. Check. Uh, what? Let's talk about what. What? What's the goal? I mean, so in six weeks, uh, less than six weeks. Let's let's say in a month from now, there will be seven. Is seven the right number? Seven locations tied to to you. Yeah. Actually, yeah. seven axe-throwing locations tied to you. I will have at least p- 
heart ownership in seven different axillary locations. Seven is the right number, right? I think it's right. Man, I, I, yeah. I literally I say it different every time, and I, and I have to stop and count again. But so what, what's, the, what's the goal? And I don't know that we've really – we've not had this conversation. I mean, to some extent we have. But Where's the, where's the camera at? Is yeah. this it right here? Hmm. The goal is for somebody to bring me a million dollars in a silver briefcase, and I'll sign everything over to you right now. Let's go. Uh, when after you tax, get, sorry. When you get so like that's a, what, like one point yeah. four five million. Bring me one point four five million dollars. But it's funny that you say that number because I, it's probably in, worth more than that. Yeah, a lot more, that's what I was going to say. If if there's ten locations, I mean, you know, you start I'd, looking. At I'd start all over for a million dollars cash right now. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> do something else. Whatever. Try something else. I'd probably piss that million away trying something. You know, that money would walk. Just as much as oh, <laughs> boom. see what he <laughs> the did rest. There? Well played. See what I did there. But uh, now the real goal, I I don't know. I don't. There are goals you set within the companies, but as far as what is the goal for all this work, it's like I don't really know because yeah. I find so much happiness in right. in doing this right here. I love that creative process of taking something from a literal idea to an actual physical thing and uh within this sector we're we're having i think relatively good success at yeah, it i i think you know we were talking about uh freedoms to some extent there's also financial freedom right there's if there are 10 locations well, i mean let's just quick we won't even do numbers but quick thoughts 10 sure. locations all set on a baseline of the flagship got wood and jinx 2019 numbers sure okay 10 locations yeah okay that enables a lot of other things um absolutely i mean to begin backfilling positions and and slowly letting go of things to where your time is now more available sure whereas you you know right now we're building so our time is is taken up i mean we we spend a lot of time on all the things we're doing to be able to bring other people in, and hopefully these are people that you know are, are they're a cultural fit. They want the same things. They want to fight for the company, um, not, you know, not even the company, but the team, the mm -hmm. the culture. Um, you're able to do that, and then free yourself up time, which is more important than the money. But the time and the money to now start doing some of these other one of two things. One just higher entry level uh, or higher barrier to entry type industries that are some of the things we've talked about. Um, I mean, some are, are considerably higher or the time, the time to do that, the money to do that, the ability to go and execute on something that's been bouncing around in your head for quite some time. Sure. Sure. So I think that for me, that's, those are two of the major goals of why I'm doing what I'm doing is, there is, there is a number out there. We've not, and this is probably faulty of us, we probably should do this, but we've not sat down and looked at, okay, here's the number because at this, here's the forecasted revenue, blah, 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 yeah. and this enables to bring these people free up this amount of time and this amount of money to go and do passion project number three. Absolutely. Seven. And you're right. We should do that. And I say the collective we that's not the royal we. Of, the royal we yes that's not a strength of mine right but that's where that comes into play of surround yourself mm -hmm. with people you 
a little bit yin to my yang, but you're like oh. an enabler yin to my yang. And then you, <laughs> and then you have uh, people like Heather on the back end mm-hmm. that are going to hopefully be there to be like, idiot. Hey, hey. <laughs> you know, she's got her squirt bottle and she's like, no, no, don't do that. But, and not to say we are at all there yet, but right. success breeds success, mm-hmm. breeds success. And, and those, some of those old cliches are true. You know, um, it takes money to make money. Yep. Um, and that's not entirely true, but it does take money and success to be able to enable you to go out and try to get more of those same things yes. that, that you like to do. Um, so yeah, that's exciting to me. I don't know that I'll ever stop trying to grow and expand brands and, mm-hmm. and do those things because right. I truly enjoyed that. That's what I like. I don't have a traditional nine to five schedule with weekends off and stuff. Really? And, and you still try to adhere to that and your I kids tried. are a lot younger to me and yeah. stuff like that. And, and I, I really admire that. Um, you know, you check out Friday at five, spend the weekend with the family and be dad and do all that stuff. My kids being older and out of the house. I don't, I mean, I'm all all the time just, and, and not to say that I don't ever have time. Clearly I have time to sit around and and watch TV and and hang out with my wife and and do fun stuff too. But the fun stuff that I, instead of taking a a traditional vacation, the fun stuff for me is looking of like, what's next or what can I do to do this and do that and elevate those things. I enjoy that. I'm really looking forward to this next few months of being able to kind of get the the acts places we have in place stable and and figuring out those goals and and getting the right team in place to to propel those and then being able to kind of explore the other things we've been talking about some that we mentioned you know with the the coffee the knives and, and those kind of things but also some of the newer things that um are nothing but an idea right now i'm really looking forward to kind of seeing what happens with those too so yep. No, hundred percent. And, and something just hit me. Tip number three, when you're we're talking about the people that, and, and we've mentioned a few that we brought into, let, let's call it more of management roles, mm-hmm. different, different mm-hmm. roles, but I think a key and not necessarily one that we have always stuck to, but is you want to keep those people obviously. So compensate them. There are way different ways to look at it. And I think always staying on that performance based base that person let them go get it because that's how we build that's what we do if they're able to go get it consistently they deserve what they're going to get i mean just be smart about how you structure it sure, but, sure. you know i think that's something that that we could have done better mm-hmm. and and will mm-hmm. you know and not that it was that we've done anything bad but give that person something to shoot for um, and, and I've always heard this and, and have started saying it over the last few years, but again, give them the, the, the matrix to go find it. Here's what you're being judged on. And now your money is tied to it. Right. So you want that extra money. You're a go-getter. Great. Love it. You're the kind of person we want here. Here's what you need to do to go get it. Because if you make this company thrive, if you're part of what's pushing it forward, you deserve a piece of that. Sure. And, no, and I, I yeah. 100% agree with that. And that's 
ultimately how I ended up getting fired from that company that I worked with is they, they said that, but they didn't quantify it and they didn't define it. So I'm yep. working harder every time to better my personal self. And then every time I was let down because I felt, and I knew my personal performance was excelling, but they weren't financially compensating me like they said they would. Yep. So, um, as long as, yeah, we, we need to probably do a better job of clearly defining goals. That's a better way to say it. Yep. Um, and then let them go get it. And, and the ones that go get it are mm -hmm. definitely the ones that you want to kind of invest more. Absolutely. And, and that will be evident fairly quickly. You right. can tell the ones that are, are going to be just in it for a job and you can tell the ones that want to really push themselves to succeed more. And you need both. Absolutely. By the way, absolutely. You need both. And, the, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. You know, the vast majority of our, uh, employee base this is a part-time job for them mm -hmm. and and that's perfectly fine too they they just need a job to supplement um whatever they're doing in their lives and they're not going to invest much of themselves beyond the time they clock in yep. to the time they clock out within the company and that's absolutely fine but then you're going to see the ones the miguels the caches that are going to kind of step up and go i want to take ownership um grizz too um he he really wants it we'll see if he's going to push himself to get there um and and those are the kind of the ones that you kind of want to hitch your wagon to and mm -hmm. see what happens you know uh, so yeah all that nice. stuff's really exciting nice. we're out of time so that was fast uh we've got one episode left in this season we got to figure out who we, we want a bomb ass guest I'm actually going gonna, I'm gonna to Google that and see what comes up. Bomb-ass guest. Yes. All right. Um, Can you pull that up at the end of this? You yeah. Know, just yeah. quick Google guest. search. Yeah, Google. yeah just quick out. Google search. Maybe don't show images. Yeah, you may want to. Just um, uh, yeah, filter that a little bit. But bomb-ass guests and see what happens.